0: Well, good morning and welcome to chapel. It's a pleasure to have
1: you here today. I've got some guests I'll introduce to you in just a moment as we share together, but I wanted you to know what this chapel is really all about. And so our our intention and our focus today is to focus on scripture, particularly scripture as it is helping us during this time of quarantine. And so I have the Gospel of John open here, and I wanted to read just the opening verse. I know it's familiar to most of you, but John writes to open his Gospel In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made, and without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him, the Word, in him was life, and that life, was the light of men i think that one of the things that is most helpful when we're in this kind of quarantine and isolation situation is to realize how the word of god can minister to us you know i spent a lot of time with that very uh, opening of john when i was doing my my phd i was writing my my dissertation and one of the things that I came to the conclusion about after studying that passage is that the idea of the word, the idea of the logos is not where simply we listen and God speaks to us, although it has that in it. But the idea of the logos, the idea of the word is that we are in conversation with God. God speaks into us as we speak to him. And it's this dialogue. It's what forms the Trinity, the dialogue between God, the father, God, the son, and God, the spirit. And so this idea that we can be ministered to with scripture is a very, very important concept. And I want to explore that a little bit with my friend, Linda Randall. Linda, hi. Welcome. Welcome.
0: Well, hey, Dr. Jeff. Good to be here. How are you? (laughs)
1: But for those of you that may not know Linda, Linda is a nationally known recording artist and she's a double award winner. Many of you I know have heard her song. She's a marvelous singer, even a better person in my opinion. And uh, so I imposed upon her to spend a few moment, moments together with us today. Linda, this has got to be a hard time for you. I mean, you're used to traveling and going and being yeah. in large crowds and all that. How has yes. this been? How has this been for you to be kind of hunkered down?
0: Well, it actually, believe it or not, it's been really great. I know that sounds crazy, but if I if I can keep it on the real, prior to this happening, um, my husband and I were talking probably maybe a couple of months prior to all of this lockdown. We said, it was, sure it would be great to, you know, kind of take a three-month sabbatical type thing or whatever. And it's funny, I was telling this to my sister the other day. She said, so this is your fault. And I go, no, it's not my fault. I mean, God loves me, you know, but um, anyway, so we were, we've been talking about just kind of getting t- some type of rest, spiritual rest, and not just sleepy, tired kind of thing. So So it's actually been It's been great. I'm not making it up or trying to sound super spiritual. Yes, I've had moments of what ifs, but I haven't really lost any sleep over anything, uh, Dr. Jeff. I've not been overly, can you say overly worried? (laughs) you know, um, because a big part of our livelihood is this. And my husband's a pastor, so it's a double whammy. We can't congregate, you know, meet in church and you can't tour. But it's it's been a time of re- refreshing and kind of a, a reset button type thing that I think God has supernaturally given to me specifically. So I, I've actually enjoyed it. I've, I'm like, I haven't crocheted in years. I've been making baby blankets. I'm not having a baby, I'm much too old. But I've been making blankets and I used to go to school for visual arts. I've been drawing pictures. We've been playing games, you know, here as a family. it's It's been really good. So I'm, I'm being honest. I. I don't know what else I could say, but it's it's been good
1: well, one of the things that I've been starting to explore and it actually came off of a conversation I had with a a friend of mine a friend of mine made a post about Earth Day, and uh, you know i'm I've reached the age where uh, when we're having the fiftieth anniversary of Earth Day, I was in high school when they started Earth Day wow. uh, I, gee, am I dating myself or what but <laughs> I, part of my response to the post that she put on Earth Day was that, you know, we actually are being forced as, as the human population to take sort of a sabbatical yes. from our, our footprint on the earth. And I, yes. I don't think that we've begun to explore quite yet enough how this quarantine has created some sabbatical-like or some Sabbath-like experiences. Yes. Yes. All of us. So some of us, yeah. you know, we're experiencing greater rest, greater, yeah. uh, a greater time away from the things that tend to occupy us and give yes. us a chance to focus on things that really matter sometimes.
0: Yes, absolutely. I, I agree wholeheartedly. Absolutely. Uh,
1: what, what, uh, what scripture has, uh, since we're talking about that, what's, what <laughs> scripture or scriptures have, have been ministering to you during this
2: time?
0: Well, uh, specifically, um, even prior to this, Genesis twenty eight fifteen, uh, and I will we'll read it later, but it's basically, you know, it's after um, Jacob had been running from Esau, and he has this dream, you know, uh, and God speaks to him, and he says that, I'm going to be with you wherever you go, and he made all these promises to him, and he says, I'm going to bring you back to the land that I've promised you, I will not forsake you, this whole thing. And I, and, I was, and that has really, uh, Dr. Jeff, spoken volumes to me because there are so many things I know that God has promised, not just me, but as his kids. I mean, I, I talk to people all the time like, what if God, I'm like, no, God, if he said it, he's going to do it, he promises, he never breaks his promises. So that's kind of given me um, something really, really solid, I believe, to hold on to that he's not through with me or through with us yet. Uh, his plans are still so great for our lives. And no matter how the enemy tries to um, uh, make those promises seem so vague right now and unattainable, I know that God's word is sound and it's solid, whether it's Old or New Testament. And then, of course, there's another little verse. It's so simple. Psalm fifty-six, three. I love this little verse. It says, what time I am afraid I will trust in you. So whenever you get a moment of the what if, or the fear jumps on you. God knew we we're gonna be scared at some point for something, you know. So he's not mad for us being afraid. Like my dad never got upset with me if I was afraid of lightning or thunder or whatever it was, um, but he's like, you don't, have, you don't have to be afraid. If you are though, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. So what time I'm afraid, I get to trust in the Lord because he's not gonna ever leave me or forsake me. So that's kind of what I've been hanging on to for sure, yeah.
1: You know, I had, again. I had a friend who uh, was doing some writing, and he he talked about the the uh, smallest, shortest verse in the Bible. You know, where it yeah. says Jesus wept. Yeah. And he said maybe maybe we ought to revisit that as not yeah. being something that's just short, but something yeah. that's poignant. You know, because yes. we we're experiencing in the lament of this, as yes. you know, having this time of of respite and Sabbath. But we're also having times of lament and grief where we, we've lost yes. things. And it's yes. helpful to know those two things kind of juxtapose, Linda, I think. Yes. yes that yes. that we're, we know how to weep when we've lost things. We're not afraid yes. to weep, to lament, right. but we're also trusting in promises that God is yes. going to fulfill within us. Absol- and we can Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's the Christian's life that we yeah. we live this balance between that yeah. for which we weep, yes. and that for which we we stand on as a promise.
0: Uh, you know what I I love that, and that's why even as we're sharing this morning and those that are going to hear this, I'm definitely not trying to paint this picture that oh it's all so perfect it's so great. I mean when I say we've completely lost, um, not just which I tell people somebody just yesterday, I'm not singing for money or for the fame of folks and all that kind of stuff, but that's a big part of our livelihood. So that's been completely wiped out. You know, like people are not just going to send you, um, uh, concert event money just to say, well, you didn't get to come and do this event, but let me just give you, you know, what we owe you anyway. Uh, things are getting pushed back and pushed aside. Um, but I know that God is our source; that He He is going to provide. He's going to take care of us. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. God is going to provide for us. So that that, if I really gave too much thought to that, I would probably be shaking in my boots. And I keep thinking something's wrong with me. I'm serious. I'm thinking, am I going to wake up and go like, oh no, I'm not on the road anymore? I haven't sold a CD or something. You know, like what what you know? But that hasn't happened. But we have had some um, extended family and friends who have passed on those. I have a cousin right now, my, one of my best male friend cousins who was rushed to the hospital Sunday with COVID. Um, so we are being touched by this in so many ways. So you do lament, you do grieve. But then I just look at my big picture, God, um, I want to call you pastor so bad. <laughs> you have, you have, sure. such, a, you have <laughs> such a pastor's heart. But but I, I do look at my big picture, God, uh, Dr. Jeff, and, and I remember all the promises. I have to show you this. I want all those young people there, whoever this video will be shown to. This is just two of the many journals. I mean, completely filled with um, prayers and praise and fear and doubt and victory and triumph and defeat. But I've been journaling since 84. I can go back and read so many pages where I thought, God, is is this how I'm going out? This is it, you know? And then you go a few pages down the line, and he brought you through. And so I'm just reminded daily of his faithfulness. He is so good. He's so good. How can you not but trust him?
1: You You know, that's since we're talking about scripture, it's, that's such an interesting description. Your journaling experience is almost a description of the Psalms. Yeah. That the Psalms are almost like a journaling experience in the sense that you read one and there's, and, and you go through a whole big part of the Psalm and it's a lament and it's a sadness and where are you God and you're not here. And then you get to the, the next part of the Psalm, you know, the next page in the journal and it's God, I love you and you're wonderful. Yeah. And you're,
0: and <laughs> exactly. God. You
1: know, and it's it's that real life experience between yeah. human emotions. We feel this, yeah. but then on the other hand, here is God. That's uh, a and, good
0: and, that's such a great analogy. I never I never really thought of it that way, but it is. And and I'm so glad that God loves us where we are because sometimes I think, man, based on some of my roller coaster journaling, like, you know, what's wrong with this kid, you know but he, he, he doesn't look at us that way. He knows we're frail and we're, you know, yeah, but that's a really, I love that. And I would say yes to that for sure.
1: Amen. Amen. Linda, the, the scripture that you picked out, why don't you read that for us? I, okay. I, I really, I just want to hear the word even though it's a, sh- a short piece, but I just want to, I just want to hear that read because as it as it has ministered to your heart, So I want to give us the opportunity to let you, in the reading of it, minister to to our hearts
0: again. Okay, the good book. (laughs) Okay, It says, I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go, and I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I've done what I've promised. And that's the NIV. And if it's okay, I want to read the message version, too. It says, yes, I'll stay with you. I'll protect you wherever you go, and I'll bring you back to this very ground. I'll stick with you until I've done everything I've promised. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That
1: Re- remind us where that is again. Remind us what okay. the reference
0: is. Genesis 28, 15. Genesis 28, 15. And, I, and it's so cool because this is after Jacob had the encounter with, with, with God running from his brother Esau. And then later on, just maybe two or three verses down, then Jacob in turn makes a vow to God and thinks that he's going to do. And I thought it's probably easy to make a vow and commitment to God when God's already said things that he's going to do. And so I was praying, I said, God, I I do want to be that kid that will commit just, I want it to be spirit led, things that I feel like you're leading me to do, not necessarily based on what you said you're going to do, but just because of the love relationship that we have, Um, because it's so easy to make after God says, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. Well, who wouldn't? But when you don't know the outcome, to still try to walk the path and live the life. And so that that's kind of as I begin to read and study this passage a little, that's kind of something that the Lord gave me out of this as well. But God's gonna keep his promises no matter what. So I'm that just blesses me.
1: Would you mind if I read you my favorite one, the one that's gotten me through yeah. this? I, yes. I'd love to, yeah, absolutely. to that. I I I became enamored uh, since we you know we we met uh, and got to know each other uh, through through Bill Gaither and the uh, homecoming. Yes.
0: A year who, ago. who's that who's that Bill Gaither who's I never heard of him before but the- <laughs> I'm, just, I'm kidding. Uh, Love you Bill.
1: <laughs> uh, one of the one of the passages that I became uh, aware of many many years ago was off of a, a song that Bill and Gloria wrote where in the uh, they, they talked about, it's called, Yet I Will Praise Him. And it, it's based on Habakkuk. And, you know, at that point in my life, you know, I, I hadn't read much of the Bible. I was still a novice, and I didn't know where Habakkuk was, you know, or Habakkuk, you know, no where that was and who he was. And I remember looking it up and finding this incredible passage. I think Gloria actually read it in prelude to the Song this incredible passage out of Habakkuk, the end of Habakkuk, when Habakkuk is praying and and expressing his prayer after so much devastation and so much destruction has gone on. And then at the very end of Habakkuk, beginning at verse uh, 17 of chapter three of Habakkuk, from 17 uh, to the end of the chapter, it says this. Habakkuk writes, though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vines, though the, the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, yeah. though there are no sheep in the pen, no cattle in the oh. stalls, yet, yet. yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Yes. Thank you, I will be joyful in God my Savior. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer enables me to go on to the heights. I love that passage. And that has sustained me because I realize, and I have to be reminded of this more often than I care to admit. I have to be reminded that my circumstances do not determine my attitude. Absolutely. nor, Nor do my circumstances adequately express God's uh, God's graciousness to me, God's presence in my life. He's there whether I see him or not,
0: That's whether right.
1: I, I feel him or not, whether I think he's there or yes. not. Yes. Even if even if all the circumstances around me say, he's not here, he's not active, he's not doing. I've read articles where people have been writing articles, where is God in this coronavirus thing? Yeah, yeah. right. Not going, you know, God hasn't moved, God hasn't changed, God that's hasn't right. the door, he hasn't gone on vacation. He's not
0: quarantined. <laughs> yes, you know, he, that's he's right.
1: there, he's active, he's alive, he's around us. Amen. And I to remind ourselves that my praise of God, My celebration of who God is, is not based on what my blessings are. It's not based on what my situation is. It's not based on whether I feel like I'm lonely or alone or been abandoned or I'm struggling or I'm suffering or I'm scared of lightning or I'm scared of the thunder or I'm scared of life or whatever is going on around me. No, no, no. God is there and therefore, regardless of my situation. Wow. Yet, yet, I will praise him.
0: I oh, praise that, him. that that that's my that shout. I want to get my shout on. <laughs>
2: Hello, <I'll> oh,
0: <laughs> I receive that. I receive that. That's such a great word. Thank you so much. That's powerful. That, that'll preach. I mean, literally, that is, and I, I was sharing with someone the other day, how we met through, of course, Gaither, but Family Fest, and you got up, and you preach that word like like you know the word of God. You live and breathe the word of God. And just the way you brought that verse to life, that's right, it's like God, regardless of the blessings that you can see, you can touch, you can, I'm gonna praise you regardless. And so that's kind of where I've been with, before I was out doing concerts, God provided for me. Before, you know, you can't just, so many people are, are stuck on, you know, if they don't do this, they won't get this. They, and, and God has so many ways that he can provide for his kids. And I know that we can trust Him. So it doesn't matter what we, what's happening on the outside um, because God's got it he, and he's not on quarantine. I love that. All right, he's not, he is there. Uh, I've, got a, I've got a song, I'm not saying anything, but there's actually a song I, I wrote called He Is There. So if anybody gets to Google that, it would be perfect for, for this, this is great
1: praise yeah. the lord Love Linda, it. this is this is so much fun. I could do this for forever. I appreciate I, you so very very
0: much you too you too my 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 dear and looking forward to that and i I am going to hug you well this is all over I'll look <laughs> I'll forward
1: it. to that believe me, I'll look forward okay. to that that's a promise i I'll, okay. I'll, I'll keep you I'll, I'll I'll make sure that I keep your promise there and you you you, you and I get to do okay. that It'd be good.
0: Okay. You do that, and blessings on you guys. We love you so much. Thanks for the opportunity.
1: Thank you, Linda. I appreciate it. Hey, hold on. I've got some more. There's uh, somebody else coming on in just a second, and we're going to talk about scripture some more. It's good to have you come back because uh, now I've got another good friend of mine, another recording artist, uh, Michael Booth from the Booth Brothers. Uh, we've known each other for several years. Michael is just a, a marvelous and wonderful guy. And so, Michael, thank you for doing this, and and welcome to chapel with uh, Asbury Seminary. It's good to have you as a part of this.
2: Well, I am, I am honored to be in chapel. It's been a long time since I've been in chapel service for college. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ashamed to say.
1: <laughs> well, that's all right. That's all right. Yeah. Michael, I talked with Linda Randall and I wanted to talk with you too. How has this been for you? I mean, this is like with all of us, uh, being quarantined has kind of uh, changed our, our normal rhythms and activities. How has this been for you? Linda said it's been pretty good for her. How's it been for you?
2: Well, I have to say I like it. I, I've, I've enjoyed being home. I have never in over 25 years have I been home this long of a period of time. Wow. Uh, so, so it's quite an adjustment. Um, one that I could quite frankly get used to, <laughs> to be honest. I, I really liked it. It's, it's odd because the rhythm and, and the, the cadence of life is, is it's not similar at all. So finding your place to get up in the morning, when to go to bed, all those things have changed. Um, usually I come home from a trip and I have this, Series of things I need to accomplish, and then I, in a couple of days I start feeling the weight of the next trip coming, and and that sits on your shoulders and on your mind while you're trying to live life and be a family man and and get all the work done too. So this ebb and flow is just not there, and this freedom, if I may use that word, this freedom is, is uh a bit uncomfortable because because I don't feel uh, like I'm accomplishing what I should be, if that makes sense.
1: It it really does, because I know I've gone through a whole series of trying to figure out how to discipline my my time. Yeah. Because I I I, I you know going to the seminary and, and teaching and there's a discipline to whatever job you're doing and a kind of rhythm to that. I now get up Uh and I go here, my bedroom is right I mean my bed's right behind me. I I got a I got a ten feet square I'm kind of living in.
2: Yeah. And and I'm
1: trying to figure out about the passage of time and how do I discipline when I get up and what do I do and all those kinds of things. It's it's an odd time to try and figure those out because everything's changed somehow.
2: It really is. I I get so convicted when I i can't quote the scripture, but you know, when Paul said he, he beat himself into submission, if you will, uh, you know, forcing his body to, uh, and his mind to, to yield, to discipline. So I know I'm without excuse, but I also know I'm in a lot of good company too. Absolutely, Absolutely. I'm not alone.
1: Absolutely not. That's true.
2: My apologies, apologies. Paul Lancaster, our other singer, just called in, and I, and I hung up on him. Sorry
1: about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Yeah. <laughs> I did good. Um, let's talk about Scripture a little bit, because it seems to me that Scripture takes on a new and fresh experience in our lives, because yeah, yeah. rather than understanding Scripture from outside stimulus— uh, from all these other things, now we're kind of isolated. And how does Scripture really feed the inside of us? How does it, how does it feed our experience, our souls? So, what what Scripture or Scriptures have been meaningful to you in this in this time? What's what's spoken to
2: you? The the one that comes to me daily, uh, and I call Oh Faithful. It's uh, Proverbs three five and six. And what's fascinating to me about that scripture and, and and let me just back up and put it this way. There have been very few times in my life we are so blessed, privileged, fill in the blank of what you want to call it, to be a Christian at this time in the United States of America. Okay, there's 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 a little bit of persecution going on now, but but nothing like like a lot of the, the saints are going through, not even comparable. So my point is we've read scripture. Our whole lives. How many times have we needed it, like desperately needed it? That's the lifeblood to, to give you hope to wake up for the next day, and even this pandemic and the thing that's going on, and it's it's hurt us horribly financially. But I'm still not at the place where some of the persecuted church is, obviously, where you desperately need that scripture to give you life and hope to take another breath. But it has given me. An opportunity to see it as more valuable than what it was and I feel bad saying that because we should know such things but it comes back to how what you're saying how God uses these situations um, and our desperation that the, the uh, what the fervent prayers the fervent prayers yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure you've used that and explained that many times. And one one preacher explained that to me. He said, it's one thing to pray. God, thank you for this food and bless it. It's another when your car flips upside down in a ravine and the water is coming in and you're desperately praying for him to do something. So all that to say, this experience has given me just a glimpse of what desperately praying and relying on the word means. So it comes to Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, and this is what it is. Everybody knows it, but, but listen to the words in light of desperation. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all. You hear how, how, how um, definite that is, with all of your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. And... All your ways, acknowledge him and he will. Your How powerful those words and how absolute they are. They are absolute words uh, with tremendous power behind them. So I kind of cling to the central part of trust and lower the audit heart. Lean not on your own understanding, because what I want to do is I want to put my hands on this and fix it.
1: Yeah
2: that's what we've always done in our country. If you're, if you're a little bit financially behind, well, you can go work a little harder and you can get some money. Um, if you're feeling a little, you know, we have health care, tremendous health care. And I, I know some people listening to that, uh, it didn't help them. So I, I understand that, but there's a lot of help within our grasp. And I suppose that is what I'm trying to, to resist is, is taking control of it myself.
1: I, one of the scriptures that has um, you know, come to me, and since we're doing this kind of as a scripture chapel, it's it's very familiar. It's, it's in Hebrews chapter four, and it's where the writer of Hebrews says, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. That's yeah. the familiar part that speaks to the theme of this chapel, what scripture does. It's the verses that follow that that have caught my attention, however, where he says, nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. God sees, and I know this this is what we understand, but God sees everything. And in this time of quarantine, where we have so much isolation, I've become aware that God is a constant presence. It's not just that He sees everything and waits for a hammer to knock us over the head, but He is a constant presence. We have a constant fellowship with Him. Rather than leaning to our own understanding,
2: we yes. can acknowledge
1: Him and experience His constant presence in our lives. And what a joy
2: that is! It is. And how. How sweet of him not to waste these situations that occur and, and to give us a, a, a deeper, a deeper understanding, a deeper trust. I, I'm so grateful with his efficiency. <laughs> right?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I just want everybody to know that regardless of what your situation or where it is that you are or what it is that you're feeling, Scripture has the ability to minister to us. Not just through us to others, but to minister to us whatever our situation may may be, as long as you lean not to your own right. understanding, but acknowledge him in all your ways and let him direct your path. Michael, thanks for being here. This has been such a pleasure and such a joy. I Thank appreciate you,
2: it. Doctor. My yeah. privilege. I'm honored. All right.
1: yeah, uh, honored to have you. Folks, you take care. Let scripture speak to you. Let the word of God feed you in Jesus' name, amen.